What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Spoiler Reels. I'm your host. My name is Angel. And it's good to be back uh, doing this podcast. Uh, Fortunately, the reason why I was on a two-month hiatus... um, A lot has happened since two months, really. Um, The main thing, the main reason why I could not have recorded um on the podcast uh my old phone that i had uh unfortunately uh, for some reason i wasn't able to have any kind of internet service uh at my own house uh and became a problem i was trying to record uh but it kept disconnecting all the time so i wasn't able to do it which unfortunately uh was i had to wait in order to upgrade my new phone and everything like that so I did all that. I I upgraded my phone. I got a new service provider and everything like that, which is why I'm able to record today. Unfortunately, though, I did not realize that uh, there was no auxiliary cord on the phone. I guess everything's going wireless now. So I'm not able to use the soundboard for the clapping sounds and the booing sounds and all that stuff. Uh, on the on the phone i'm hoping i can try to do something so maybe upgrade on equipment or something like that so i'd be able to use sound effects and stuff like that so uh the music intro will be there obviously you heard it by hearing this episode and the future presentation sound will still be on there uh but i do not have the tablet that i had before uh to look up in the for the info of the movie so we kind of break down the thing but i was able to kind of just do that through my playstation um and all that so uh yeah uh as of you guys know um what movie i'm i'm gonna be uh, uh reviewing today so keep that in mind because of course spoilers everywhere uh, on this uh, episode here, so I uh, just kind of wanted to give you guys that what what happened, why I was gone for two months, if anybody cares, <laughs> just so uh, you guys probably won't even realize that I was gone for a while. Uh, but I have seen many movies within these two months, and I will try to uh, break them down as much as I can for you guys and. Uh, unfortunately it was two months so more than likely whatever movie i review more than likely you over you've already seen which is good that way you, you, if you do listen to my uh episode you guys can let me know if you agree or disagree with my uh with my review or my rating for the for the films since they're already somewhat old um so with that being said let's get started here <laughs> Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. God, I miss that sound. Alright, guys. Let uh let me get to the uh webpage here and then we'll go ahead and get started here. So the movie I'm reviewing on this one here, as I mentioned that I wanted to review for a while, uh is VHS ninety four. Um, and while I'm getting to this page here, uh, so what I did like this entry 
uh, a little bit. I still don't think it compares to the to the first two. Uh, I think uh, I think my favorite one still is VHS two. VHS two, VHS one, VHS ninety four, and then viral. I would. That's how I would rank uh, these these um, these movies here. And as I mentioned before, that I do want to uh, that I do want to rank all the all the short videos on an episode one day, uh, and I, I wanted to do it uh, after I had seen VHS ninety four. And now that I have, uh, stay tuned for that episode here. Uh, um, stay tuned for that episode. The rankings of all the mini short stories in the uh vhs catalog uh let's see here so through overview it's as it's as follows basically it's just the same thing as the other ones uh almost a mysterious vhs tape reveals a sinister cult that has pre-recorded uh material that uncovers a horrifying conspiracy so i guess in a way they just kind of continued with the vhs viral because if you guys remember how, as a pretty whack fucking movie as it was, it left with how at the end uh, uh, it was trying to make um, the the videos go viral so that everybody turns into like zombie mama like zombie kind of thing and all that. So I think that's kind of where they're picking up there. Uh, let's go to. Wikipedia here. Good old Wikipedia. Yeah, VHS 94 is a 2021 American found footage horror anthology film and the fourth installment in the VHS series. The film originates from a screenplay written by David, uh, David Bruckner and Brad Miska with segments directed by franchise returnees Simon Barrett and uh, Timo Giaganto. In addition to newcomers Jennifer Reeder, Ryan Prowse, and Chloe Okuno. The over, uh, overarching uh, plot follows a brut- uh, brutish police, police, SWAT, uh, police SWAT team who stumbles upon a sinister cult compound and its collection of VHS tapes. Following the series cult's or, or, uh, origins around the film festival, VHS 94 had its world premiere at a fantastic fest. On September 26, 2021, and was also screened at Beyond Fest on October 4, 2021. The film was released uh, as a Shudder original film, horror film streaming service uh, Shudder, on October 6, 2021. Later that month, Shudder announced that VHS 94 had become the platform's biggest movie premiere ever, with recording setting viewership numbers. Really? Huh. Alright. Uh it doesn't show the budget or how much it grossed or anything like that. Obviously that wasn't at the movie theater, so uh yeah, the so the plot as I mentioned the plot, the film's segments are presented as a series of uh cassettes found by the SWAT team members in the frame narrative Holy Hell. As they advance through an abandoned warehouse containing remnants of ritualistic cult mass suicide. And it starts with Holy Hell, the prologue. 
frame narrative. So this is kind of how the movie begins before it kind of cuts into the uh, the the cassette. So this was written and directed by Jennifer Reeder. A white dressed woman inhales vapor from a white goopy substance on her hands. Later, the same woman with her eyes gouged out counts down from ten in a st staticky voice as another woman passes behind her. A SWAT team consisting of Slater, Orsler, Sprayberry, Spivey, Petro, and Nash. Jesus, dude. <laughs> came up with these names. And their cameraman, Gary, raid a warehouse during what is believed to be a drug bust. It, it kind of reminded me of uh, Quarantine. Uh, as far as, like, this 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 uh, camera guy and everything, like, following uh these these like well in quarantine they were following uh uh firemen but in this one they're following a SWAT team so they're like wherever you wherever we go you go no questions asked kind of you know ordering them just kind of like how they did in quarantine i thought that was kind of that's kind of the vibe i got there um they find a private jet behind the warehouse a distorted female voice emanates from the speakers all are welcome all are watching finally followers tonight is the night you've been waiting for track my signal the signal is the stimulant the signal is the sedative the signal is salvation as off as officers charge through the tight corridors they discover multiple prison cells cell like rooms with television sets displaying static they spot a man sitting in one of the rooms, but as the officers order him to not move, they realize he is dead. With his eyes gouged out and the white goopy substance, the drug the drug the SWAT team is after dripping onto the floor. Uh, advancing through the warehouse in search of suspects, the team enters the room seen in the VHS tape and encounters more dead cultists. Slater orders to search the upper floor with blue team excuse me with blue team while the remaining officers keep going as one of the televisions begins to play a new newscast. I do like the way they kind of go from that going into the VHS um uh tape. It's basically the cameraman just kind of like zooming in on the on one of the uh one of the TVs and then it and then the one of the VHS tapes completely starts. I like that transition right there. I thought that was a pretty good transition um for this film here. And then the first the first uh short film that we end up uh film that we get is called Storm Drain. This was written and directed by Chloe Okuno. Uh this was also the Veggie Smash the Veggie Masher commercial directed and edited by Steve Kostansky. And this one, uh, this one was actually a pretty good one. I, I, I did like the, um, I did like the vibe and the, and the atmosphere of this one here. It's just, it, it can't get any creepier than going into, uh, the storm drain sewages. I mean, it's, that's creepy as it is. And then to hear about this, uh, this thing that supposedly is living in there for these, for these newscasters to go, uh, even as far as they went. Uh, was pretty brave of them. <laughs> uh, so Channel 6 news reporter Holly Marciano and her cameraman Jeff are filming a story about the Ratman, a cryptid of local legends who's supposedly been living in the town Storm Drain uh, after 
After interviewing several of the town's citizens who have reportedly witnessed the creature to gain information, the duo descend into a storm drain where they find several homeless encampments. Uh, while filming, they are approached by a man covered in black slime. Holly tries to interview him, but when he begins to spit up black liquid and murmurs Ratma, they attempt to flee. Before they can make their escape, they are captured by the other residents of the sewers. Now, I get what the movie's trying to do and everything like that, but it, that was pretty dumb on on Holly to try to interview one of these people. Like, first of all, there's nobody to watch you. You're not in public. You're in a sewage with someone that clearly like you should stay away from and you, you're right there trying to interview him. even the cameraman is like let's get the fuck out of here dude like fuck interviewing this we got enough footage let's get out of here and of course holly trying to make it big i guess and uh and then when she sees that slime coming out which was pretty effective because he's like that blood's coming out and with the smile on his face i thought that was pretty creepy and effective uh, and they, of course, they try to leave, uh, all you see is basically the camera kind of like, uh, facing the, the ground as they're running, and then when he sees that Holly wasn't behind him, she, even the cameraman was willing, like, he's like, fuck this, I'm out regardless, and then as soon as he turns around, there's a somewhat of a jump scare that I thought was pretty effective as well, um, and then, so they both get taken down, uh, they are taken deeper into the sewers by the dwellers. The minister of the local church, who Holly had interviewed earlier, appears and announce, announces that a new order will soon begin. He then summons the Ratman, which is revealed to be a grotesque, half-human, half-rat creature dubbed Ratma, that he and the other sewer dwellers worship as a god. Ratma proceeds to vomit black liquid, which the minister pours over Jeff's face. The vicious substance killing him as it melts the flesh from his head. Uh, that was also pretty effective. Fucking. It, the thing is, the camera kind of moved up, moves a little bit while this is happening. I get it. I get it. It's a found footage. It's someone holding it. And I guess it's one of those dwellers that's holding it. So I guess he doesn't know how to use the camera. So it kind of moves a little bit while this is happening. But if we had a, a still shot of like, you know, that happening, I think it would have been more effective. But uh, either way, it was still a good shot. I, I was just thinking they kind of would have, you know, stayed still for a bit while that was happening. Holly is then brought before Ratma, the creature growling in approval as she as she screams. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, the the damn thing kind of got to like the uh, if you guys remember Alien Three, where like, uh, where like the alien is just kind of like close to uh, Ripley's face, and Ripley's just kind of like, you know, side cheek or whatever, and. That's kind of what we got on this one right here as well as like the damn fucking thing is like sniffing on her and everything and and I guess she get she got the approval from Ratma. Um, after a brief infomercial for the Veggie Masher plays, the film returns to the newscast, where Holly's co-anchor explains that she was rescued from the storm drain and has returned to work at the station. 
Though Jeff is still missing, obviously, Holly gives her next report unwittingly substituting random words with Ratma, confusing her co-anchor. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, is she saying Ratma? Um, She suddenly vomits the black liquid on his face, melting it off as he dies screaming on, on air. That scene was actually... As effective as it was, the face melting off and everything, it felt a very, uh, it, it felt very comedic to me. I, I don't know. Maybe that's that was me. Maybe that was just me. But it felt very more comedic than horror. Uh, on that, it still, I still liked it. It was, <laughs> I still liked the uh, the effects that it looked and everything. The 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 the, the way they use the prosthetics and all that stuff. And, you know they they weren't using CGI on this, which I thought was great. They, it was it was prosthetics, makeup, everything. So I appreciate that they do that they went that way and not not CGI. Um. Uh, as the news uh, room erupts in panic, Holly revealed to have been successfully converted, brainwashed by the sewer cult. Cheerfully finishes her report, signing off with "Hail Ratma." <laughs> Just crazy. Uh, this was a pretty good one as far as to like to begin the VHS stories. As I mentioned, uh, some parts were, um, some scenes were effective, but some scenes, like as I mentioned, the anchor, the co-anchor, when his face melts off, it just felt a bit either, I, I can't, I don't want to say corny or cheesy. It just seemed very funny to me. I don't know what, I don't know what it was, but uh, it just seemed very funny to me. Uh, back in the framing story, the officers go deeper into the building and come across a room set up to look like a church with a giant screen at the front and served mannequins in the seats. The giant screen begins to play video footage from a funeral home. What I like about VHS 94 as far as, because if you guys remember in the other ones, it's just someone just sitting there just kind of popping in VHS tapes. Which I was okay with, obviously. Obviously, with the low budget that they had back then, they just they had to come up with something to kind of get the VHS films rolling. I just like in this one a lot more of how they go from different rooms, and then they kind of show you like in different screens the different side of the stories, whether it's small VHS TV or this uh, big uh, church look alike and it has this huge screen like if you're at the movie theater or whatever which i thought was pretty dope and then that's when the second uh video kicks in and i i just like how they every room that they try to go to there's always a new tv there that shows them uh the new uh story that they're gonna bring up and the second story to me was very effective i really enjoyed this one here a lot more and this one's called the empty wake this was written and directed by Simon Barrett. Uh, this one was very effective, very uh, claustrophobic in a way, uh, very dark. Uh, the the uh, the makeup, prosthetics, everything on this one looked awesome. Yes, they did have to use a little bit of CGI on half a head or whatever, but still, everything else I thought was was great. Uh, this one starts at uh, at Jensen Funeral Home. A young woman named Haley is assigned to host a wake for a man named Andrew Edwards. Andrew's family has requested that Andrew's wake be video recorded during the whole night. Haley's boss, Ronald, and another assistant 
uh, Tim leave the building for the night, leaving Haley to pass the time reading. A strong thunderstorm begins outside, causing the power to flicker. Haley then calls her friend Sharon, asking for her to check in the local obituaries for Andrew's name. When she hears strange no noises uh, from the casket, which has moved on the on the beer, uh, I might have said that wrong, sorry. Haley calls Tim and says that she thinks Andrew may still be alive in the casket. Tim quells her worries by explaining that the body is most likely releasing gases that are causing the noises. As the storm worsens, the building begins to occasionally lose power. A strange man who identifies uh, himself as Gustav and claims to be a relative of Andrew arrives to the wake during which Haley allows him to pay his, his respects. After uttering an apparent incantation in Hungarian, Gustav thanks Haley for the opportunity and abruptly leaves. Um, which I thought was, I was like, because he was saying it on a different language. I was like, did he put some kind of curse on him? Because all he did was like chant this uh, incantation shit. In Hungarian, and obviously there was no subtitle, so it doesn't wasn't really telling us exactly what he was saying. But I really like the 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 atmosphere on this one. I mean, it's just her in this in this funeral home home for this for a wake, and it's just herself and with the lights flickering, with the storm outside. It was just it was very effective. It was like, dude, what would you have done if you were there by yourself in a funeral home? With a dead body right there and it's making noises. That's fucking creepy. That's very effective. I was like, shit, this is a good one right here. Sometime later, Sharon reveals to Haley that Andrew had committed suicide by leaping from the roof of a church after shouting gibberish. The power cuts out again, plunging the building into darkness as the noises resume from the casket. Trying to leave, Haley discovers the front doors are chained shut. Returning to the viewing room, she finds the casket tipped over and open. She is attacked by Andrew's reanimated corpse, but, she, but because the top of his head is missing, it cannot see her. Hiding behind the casket, she finds the top of Andrew's head. This is the, the, the head was basically sliced. Not sliced, but I guess cracked open from, from the fall. And that, that half that's just on the floor is the eye opens up. Uh, and that's the where I said it was that was the only thing that was CGI-ish. That's it. But it was it wasn't that much. I mean, it was just half of head that they were doing. The, and it was really the head that stole pure makeup, just the eye to move around and everything. They had to use, obviously, CGI for that. Andrew's functional eye locks onto her, allowing the rest of his corpse to find Haley. As it attacks, the storm, which has escalated into a tornado, strikes the funeral home as the camera cuts out. After it passes, Haley, having either been zombified or possessed by Andrew's spirit, rises and crawls through the window. So that's, that, it just, the way she just moved she got up and moved, and it, it it definitely looked like she was zombified or possessed. E either one, I'm assuming it could be either or because Gustav must have put something 
on Andrew, and Andrew was also speaking that gibberish. So I'm assuming he was possessed. Possess, I would say possessed slash zombified. I'm going with both. He was definitely possessed. Um, but the way she walked and everything just made it look like she was zombified. And now that uh, she was... Uh, she wasn't chained up or anything anymore. She was free. So this possessed zombified body is out in the open and out in the public now. And then it cuts to black frame. And I was like, that's a very good one. I really enjoyed the empty wake. This, this one was a, this one was a really good one. Um, I just liked the atmosphere on this one. I thought it was very creepy, uh, unsettling as far as being in a funeral home and, um, with the dead body there and all of a sudden it reanimates itself it was i thought that was very effective and then it cuts back to the swat team um uh back in the framing story the officers discover body parts strewn across the floor mannequins in the toilet stalls and upside down crosses hanging from the ceiling of various rooms panic they plan to exit the building as an unknown voice states forever starts right now a television begins to play footage from a bizarre laboratory. And this one also was good. This next story was a really good one right here. Because of the effects, the action, and everything on this one. I thought this one was very effective as well. This next one is called The Subject. Uh, this was written and directed by Timo Jajanto. Uh, in Indonesia, a man wakes up to find his body gone and replaced by mechanical spider legs. He falls from his restraints and catches fire, which is soon extinguished by Dr. James Suhendra, a deranged scientist who desires to create a successful mechanical-human hybrid using kidnapped humans as guinea pigs. He carries out a lobotomy on a young woman with, a, uh, with the initials SA, referred to a Subject 99. Using a circular saw and sedates a restrained young man referred to as Subject 98. After he wakes up early, uh, both experiments are successful. Subject 98 becomes a large robot with spring-powered blades for arms, which I thought was awesome. And SA becomes a, uh, becomes a functioning cyborg that responds to speech. The rest of the tape is mostly presented from her point of view. James celebrates S.A.'s success and a news report states that a rash of recent disappearances are diving wedges between the police and the public. James is suspected of kidnapping his patients and S.A.'s old self is shown on screen. James remarks on how she still recognizes her old appearance. Uh, yeah, this scene was crazy. The The whole laboratory just seems so fucking creepy with like these, with, with dead bodies lying around with all these, uh, with all these objects, uh, laying around as well because they're being attached for these, uh, for these bodies. Um, I thought was pretty fucking crazy, man, that that whole atmosphere of that laboratory just looked creepy in itself. I'm trying to compare it to something, kind of give you guys a kind of picture it a little bit, but I I can't really explain which one would um will do its service. But I, honestly, you guys just gotta check out the film. Uh, I think it'll be better. Uh, James attempts to uh, to wipe Sa's memories. Sa wakes up during the procedure and hits James. 
Before attempting to undo her restraints, James beats S.A. repeatedly with a metal tray, and her battery life drops before he is interrupt interrupted by a knock on the door at the door. A team of heavily armored police officers have arrived to arrest James. James throws a blanket over S.A. as the officers break in as the tape cuts to timid cameraman Jonah's feed. After the commander confirms that James is their suspect, the police shoot him dead and begin hunting the lab for survivors. They shoot his ass dead. Fucking AR rifles and all that shit, like like two of them just kind of blasting them. Um, you think it would have been more effective though, but it just kind of like a few bullets here and there. I was like, no, that was a lot of bullets. His body should have been completely shattered, but whatever. Uh, where was I here? Oh yeah, they discover S.A. and argue or and argue over whether she should be killed or kept alive, as she is not classified as human anymore, despite technically being a survivor. A sudden blackout occurs in the lab, and Jono and Jono witnesses S.A. escape, but does not say anything. Another officer attempts uh, to shoot the door lock and free the group, but triggers an explosion. As the group comes to, an alarm begins to sound and James' contingency plans begin. Over a speaker, James states that his creation is his, is his alone, and that those who try to take it from him shall die. Subject 98 awakens and slaughters most of the soldiers. Uh, Jono and the commander survive after the commander uh, hurls a grenade at 98. S.A. comes to and flees through the building, being shot at by the surviving officers and chased by 98. She locks herself in a small office room and finds blueprints for her cyborg body and cannon arm. Along with the upper half of her uh, head and face preserved in a jar of uh, formaldehyde formaldehyde she approaches a mirror and sees her new form for the first time in rage she punches the mirror and breaks it her face is just like this huge camera it's this huge camera on her face it's no longer a head or anything. it's just a huge camera with the fucking cannon for an arm it, like the visuals of it just is fucking crazy it's so crazy with these visuals here no wonder, like, she obviously when she saw her face, or the mirror, um, yeah, I could, I could see why she was, would be fucking pissed. Um, where was I here? Uh, after leaving the room and coming across more of James' failed experiments, S.A. fights her way through the building, slaughtering any soldiers she comes across in her self, in self-defense. She discovers Jono behind a door and spares him after he begs for his life and promises to help her out, uh, out of the lab. Suddenly, the commander appears and shoots S.A. before beating her. Jono grabs a gun and shoots the commander dead before being attacked by Subject 98. With her, bat her, with her battery crit uh, critically low, S.A. uses the last of her strength to tear out 98's brain, killing it. She collapses next to a heavily injured Jono, and her battery finally dies. The tape cuts to a security camera, which shows S.A. standing up on her own, on her own accord, escaping from the lab. 
So and from the looks of it, I thought she, I thought she died, and instead, it, it, yeah, when they cut to the the security camera, it's just like this this black silhouette gets up, and obviously it's her because everybody's dead. All the soldiers are dead. <clears throat> All the failed experiments are obviously not gonna move around, and then she ended up killing uh 98 and 98 was a bulky uh bulky fucking machine with like two huge fucking blades on his hands um i thought that <laughs> i thought the visual of 98 uh was fucking awesome though and it, and they even got close to his face when one of them uh the camera guy got close to him you can see some of the details of of the machine and it looked fucking awesome. I mean, it looked great. It was such a, it was a nice visual of of the '98. That ends, and as I mentioned, this one was very effective as well. This one, uh, the Empty Wake. These two, I think, were the were the top dogs for me uh, in this in this film here. And then it cuts back back into the framing story. It is shown that Nash and Petro have kidnapped Spivey. As the rest of the team frantically search for him, Nash states forever starts right now. In front of a wall of TV screens, Slater pages his pages his missing teammates over his radio, and Petro states that he should try not to lose his head. <coughs> Slater suddenly collapses and enters a trance in front of one of the screens, which proceeds to display footage of a snowy, fortified military enclosure. So I guess one of the one of the soldiers there are also part of the cults, cults, cultists, cultists, uh, because obviously they kidnapped one of his teammates and forced him to watch one of these VHSs. So I'm assuming they're also part of the cult there, I, or at least that's how I took it. Uh, the last uh, the last film that we have here is called Terror. This is written and directed by Ryan Prowse. This one was actually a clever story-wise. Visually as well. I mean, it's definitely graphic. No doubt about it. <clears throat> this one. Um, so this one starts off with the first Patriots Movement Militia are an extremist group that are currently plotting to blow up a government building in a bid to take back America. It is shown that they live in a well-secured compound in a deserted area somewhere in Detroit, Michigan. The compound has a room for security cameras as well as a heavily protected small room covered in wooden crosses. In the latter room, a man is chained up and kept prisoner. Bob, the group's cameraman, uh, Greg, the group leader, and Chuck, a group member, enter the room. The man pleads for his life, and Greg shoots him at gunpoint, uh, point-blank range. The film cuts to one of the group's propaganda videos, uh, where Greg explains that the group intends to purge evil from America. The members of the group set out in a car and drive past the building, which they plan to blow up, surveying the site for security cameras and possible entry points. Back at the compound, Slater from the framing segments arrived to supply guns and ammunition to the group, asking if they have tested the creature. It is shown that the group regularly shoot the man, who is revealed to be a vampire, and siphon his blood, which becomes explosive when exposed to sunlight. 
planning to use said blood instead of a bomb. Uh, wanting to test if their plans work, they inject a rabbit with some of the vampire's blood and cage it. When the sun rises, the rabbit explodes. In celebration that night, the group drinks heavily and parties. <laughs> Bob enters the compound and visits Steve, who is sitting in the security camera room. Uh, the, the pair visit the vampire's corpse, and Bob goads Steve into uh, kissing it. The head falls forward and showers Steve in blood as Bob laughs. The next morning, an emergency bell rings and alerts the members of the group. Greg berates Jimmy, who was supposed to be on duty guarding the compound. Jimmy runs towards a body behind the truck, discovering it to be Terry. His neck, having been badly gored, suddenly crashes, uh, suddenly crashes come from inside the compound. On the group realizes that they are missing Steve. Greg calls for Steve just as, as a severe head is thrown out of the compound entrance as roars sound from inside. A member begins firing a truck-mounted machine gun on the compound, losing control due to the sway and killing some of the group in the process, and is shot in the head by Tom when he is unable to stop. Yeah, Jesus. Oh my God. Steve then t uh, stumbles out of the compound covered in the vampire's blood, promptly exploding once he steps out into the daylight. The remaining members of the group, Greg, Tom, Bob, and Jimmy, vow to kill the vampire. They enter the compound and discover the creature hiding in the attic. It tears Tom's face uh, off and it tears Tom's face off and Greg shoots wildly at it. In the attic, the vampire kills Jimmy by slamming his head on the floor repeatedly, and Bob shoots at it, missing the shooting Greg in the leg. Bob is attacked by the vampire, dying after his face is bitten off. Greg, repeating the phrase, Christ is king, is dragged by the vampire into the cage. It, op if it then opens the attic window and lets its sunlight, causing the vampire to explode and compound to be destroyed. This one, like as I mentioned, gory as fuck. Um, visually, it's it's great, uh, and I, I I found the the story pretty interesting. For them to have this vampire captive and using their blood to ex to make explosions during daytime, I thought was clever. I thought that was pretty awesome. My thought was. The building that they're about to blow up, I'm assuming they're planting these fucking bombs around at night. Uh, they have to. Otherwise, how the fuck were you planning on trying to do it during the daytime? And, you know, they'll blow up on you regardless. So I would have loved to seen that plan just kind of go through just to see how it would have how it would how it would have looked visually. But the way it ended, I thought was also great. The fact that they turned on each other in a way. They fucking had to shoot this guy that had the machine gun because he couldn't, he didn't know how to stop it or how to control it. So one of the fucking teammates shoot him in the head to, to stop it. Um, you know, the way everything just kind of blow, like the guy that was covered in the blood, once he gets out, of the, he blows himself up. I thought it was very clever. That's why I like VHS 94 um, a lot more than Viral. I thought Viral was by far the worst. 
But I think I think the first two I think were more effective as far as horror goes. This one was this one obviously does have its horror, no doubt about it. But it also feels somewhat comedic in a way. Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh but I, I still liked it. I still I still I still dug the, the, the stories on this one. And then it basically cuts to Holy Hell epilogue once again. The majority of the SWAT team are now dead. Their eyes having been gouged out. Slater is tied to a chair by Petra and Nash. Who re rebu uh, rebuke him for supplying the militia in the previous video with guns. Oh, okay. Oh, I, didn't, I might have missed that. <laughs> uh, with guns. The woman explains that they are members of the snuff fetish film cult so okay so they were all right there it is and has been operating out of the warehouse where they create and distribute videotapes depicting animal cruelty cannibalism and other shocking acts of violence slater is told that he will be their final kill for this video whereupon petro beats him to death with a video camera as the film ends petro and nash believe this will be their best tape yet with the former one with the former wondering what to call it and then the movie ends. So, uh, yeah. As I mentioned, I, I actually enjoyed VHS ninety four. I, I like I said, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of uh, the VHS movies. Um, I think they're great as far as telling you know s short stories here and there, and just kind of showing different point of views of as far as horror, the gore story plots everything shown in and within you know 15 20 minutes of each each story i thought it was great i think they're i think it's brilliant um unfortunately i don't know what happened to vhs viral vhs viral just i don't know i don't know what they were trying to go for on that one um unfortunately they, they didn't they did not it didn't it wasn't effective at least not for me that's why it's always at the bottom of the list for me uh but this one i thought was was a nice comeback um i think the last one that was done was back in 2013 and then this one came out in 2021 so vhs viral kind of buried this fucking franchise for a bit until they recently came out with this one here and they brought it right back to where it should have been which i thought was great so i'm hoping the vhs continues this 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 franchise can definitely continue on its own uh, for a for a good for a very long time as long as they come up with very good short stories. This is kind of like Love, Death, and Robots in a way. It's just short stories here, um, and they could definitely continue as long as they as long as the stories are great, uh, are great, gory, horror, and straight to the point. As long as they can do that. This franchise can definitely continue for a very long time. Uh, let's get to my uh, let's get to my rating here. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. I think this one was actually. I think it was just nice that that they a nice comeback to this franchise. Um, I hate the fact that VHS Viral completely ruined this franchise for like almost a decade, and uh, for them to bring it back and kind of give it, you know. Uh, uh, a new fresh start in a way uh, and bring these these stories the way they was brought up the epilogues I thought the epilogue was great as well with the SWAT team and then finding out that two of them are cultists as well and 
and all that stuff and the videos the, the stories itself i thought was were, were clever i thought they were nice um and i i really hope they continue with with this uh with this with this uh short story so all right guys that is it oh also you can uh you can check out um vhs 94 it's on um it's on shutter if you have amc plus i ended up getting amc plus uh for free uh because i joined verizon to get the new phone and everything um and in the amc plus they had shutter and that's how i was able to see it so if you have amc plus check out to see if you have the shutter app in there i think it's part of it and you could probably watch vhs 94 there uh so uh yeah seven out of ten all in all i think it was a good one i think it's a nice fresh start for this franchise i hope they continue it uh i i really like it i i i'm like as you know as you guys know i'm a fan of horror horror movies and uh this was a good one right here so i i was i was very happy that they kind of brought it back to that vhs1 vhs2 kind of style and kind of feel for it so uh yeah let me know guys if you guys have seen this movie uh let me know in the comments on uh, instagram where you guys can follow me it's on spoiler underscore reels uh that that's where i put all the content and everything there so uh if you guys have any comments or uh if you guys agree or disagree with my review or my rating let me know it's fine um it, it's subjective everybody's got their own opinions on their own movies so uh yeah that is pretty much it guys uh it's nice to be back and and doing these uh episodes here i'm gonna try to do uh, as many as more as many more as i can for you guys and uh yeah that's it i guess i'll uh catch you guys on the uh next episode